Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue with our year-long journey reading the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska from beginning to end. Today, we take up from where we left off, beginning with diary entry number 129. Satan always takes advantage of such moments. Thoughts of discouragement began to rise to the surface. For your faithfulness and sincerity, this is your reward? How can one be sincere when one is so misunderstood? Jesus, Jesus, I cannot go on any longer. Again, I fell to the ground under this weight, and I broke out in a sweat, and fear began to overcome me. I had no one to lean on interiorly. Suddenly, I heard a voice within my soul. Do not fear. I am with you. And an unusual light illumined my mind, and I understood that I should not give in to such sorrows. I was filled with a certain strength and left my cell with new courage to suffer. Nevertheless, I began to grow a bit negligent. I did not pay attention to these interior inspirations and tried to distract myself. But despite the noise and the distraction, I could see what was going on in my soul. The word of God is clear, and nothing can stifle it. I began to avoid encounters with the Lord in my soul because I did not want to fall prey to illusions. However, in a sense, the Lord kept pursuing me with his gifts, and truly I experienced alternately torture and joy. I make no mention here of the various visions and graces God granted me during this time because I've written this down elsewhere. But I will simply mention here that these various sufferings had to a Came, had come to a peak, and I resolved to put an end to these doubts of mine before my perpetual vows. Throughout my probation, I prayed for light for the priest to whom I was to open up my soul to its depths. I asked God that he himself would help me and grant me the grace to be able to express even the most secret things that exist between me and him, and to be so disposed that, Whatever the priest would decide, I would accept as coming from Jesus himself. No matter what judgment he would pass on me, all I wanted was the truth and a decisive answer to certain questions. I put myself completely in God's hands, and all my soul desired was the truth. I could not go on lying, living in doubt any longer, although in the depths of my soul I was so very sure that these things came from God, that I would lay down my life for this. However, I placed the confessor's opinion above all, and I made up my mind to do as he thought best, and to act according to the advice that he would give me. I looked forward to that moment, which would decide the course of my actions for the rest of my life. I knew that everything would depend on this. It mattered little whether what he would say to me would be in accord with my inspirations or quite the contrary. This no longer mattered to me. I wanted to know the truth and follow it. Jesus, you can help me. From this moment, I have begun anew. I conceal all the graces within my soul and await whomever the Lord will send me. With no doubt in my heart, I asked the Lord himself to deign to help me during these moments, and a courage of sorts entered my soul. Here St. Faustina writes that Satan would take advantage of her difficulties with her superiors and others 
to try and drive her to discouragement and despair. Her life was truly a crucible. She suffered in many different ways, but Jesus would not allow her to break. He stepped in with special graces when needed, and he reassured her. Then, St. Faustina, because of the graces she had received, could perceive God's presence in her soul, but she tried to avoid Jesus to not fall into illusion. She writes of not recording all the graces she received in this part of the diary because she had written them in other parts of the diary. The footnote reveals that Satan had appeared to her as an angel of light and had convinced her to burn part of her diary, probably telling her that it would not be a humble thing to write such graces down. Father Sapochko had asked her to keep that diary He was away on a pilgrimage to the Holy Land at that time. Before she had met Father Sapochko, she had not been taking notes for a long time on her visions and her experiences, but he ordered her to do so, so that he could have time to discern what was going on in her soul. After she had burned part of the diary, Father gave her the penance to reconstruct the part that she had burned. So then she would alternately write about the past, and then about current experiences, and thus the diary does not unfold in chronological order. As it came time for her to make her final vows, her definitive commitment to the congregation, she prayed fervently for a priest who would help her to put her soul at peace, to help her know truly whether the visions came from God or not. And God did hear and answer that prayer. But in the meantime, God himself gave her his reassurance. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help other people throughout the world find St. Faustina's Diary in a Year. Remember, Jesus promised St. Faustina in Diary number 1075, souls who spread the honor of divine mercy are protected by God like an infant by a gentle mother. Please help us spread the message of divine mercy. Thank you, and God bless you. Visit shopmercy.org to order your copy of Divine Mercy in My Soul, the diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalska. It's available in print in English, Spanish, and Polish, and in English as an e-book, available now on shopmercy.org. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org.